Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm doing great as always. It's nice to see some familiar faces from previous episodes. Yes, we have two returning contestants today, and let's meet them. First, we have Graham. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. And I'm, yes. I'm having a, a, a nice Earl Grey that, um, that I steeped in a, uh, it was loose leaf, and I put it in a special steeper. Mm. feel pretty good about that. Yeah, you should. That sounds really lovely. All righty, and we also have Darby. Hi, everyone. I'm Darby, and I am drinking an iced matcha tea with a little bit of oat milk. All righty. Thank you, Graham and Darby, for being here today. And we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one is our first general knowledge round, since we have five multiple choice questions for each of you. Questions here are worth 10 points each. Please pick the one that you think is correct. All righty, Graham, you are up first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question one. Which of the following English Premier League teams do not play in Greater London? A, Crystal Palace, B, Burnley, or C, West Ham United? That would be B, Burnley. That's correct. West Ham plays in Stratford in London, Crystal Palace in Selhurst, London, and Burnley plays in Burnley. Question two. What river, flowing from its source in Cooperstown, New York, flows through Wilkesbury and Harrisburg and provides the Chesapeake Bay with half of its freshwater inflow? A, the Potomac River, B, the Susquehanna River, or C, the James River? I say B, Susquehanna. That's correct. The Potomac and James Rivers, both tributaries of the Chesapeake Bay, are much further south. Question three. What European nation experienced a major debt crisis in the aftermath of the worldwide Great Recession? A, Spain, B, Poland, or C, Greece? I believe it's C, Greece. That's correct. And they required three different bailouts, first in 2010, and then again in 2012 and 2015. Question four. What chef is the founder of World Central Kitchen, which provides meals to places in the wake of disaster? A, Emeril Lagasse, B, Jose Andres, or C, Bobby Flay? I believe it's B, Jose Andres. That's correct. Andres is a huge Nationals fan, on a personal note, and throughout the first pitch at a game uh, here in June, and he lives nearby in the area. And finally, question five. Which of the following Cheers actors had recurring bit parts in each of the first 22 Pixar animation films? A, Ted Danson, B, George Wendt, or C, John Ratzenberger? It's B, George Wendt. No, it was John Ratzenberger. He was Ham in the Toy Story franchise, yeah. the Abominable Snowman in Monsters, Inc., and Mac in the Cars franchise, just to name a few of his roles. All righty, Darby, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah, and I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers because I didn't know the answer to any of Graham's questions. <laughs> All righty. Question one, which of the following Paris landmarks was completed first? A, the Eiffel Tower, B, the Louvre Museum, or C, the Arc de Triomphe? Mm, I'm going to go with the Arc. No, it was actually the Louvre uh, Museum. Uh, the construction started at the Louvre Palace in 1190, 
uh, but the museum there was not established until 1793. Either way, it's still older than the other two. The Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower was completed in 1889, and the Arc de Triomphe was started in 1806. All right. Question two. What is the name of the town Lightning McQueen stumbles upon while trying to get to California? A. Carburetor Springs, B. Radiator Springs, or C. Fender Springs? Oh, um, I'm going to go with Radiator Springs. That's correct. Question three. What 1862 Civil War battle is known as the bloodiest day in American history with over 22,000 dead, wounded, or missing? A. Antietam, B. Gettysburg, or C. Vicksburg? Oh, I, I really wish I knew this. Um, and I want to go with Gettysburg because that's the, the one that I know of. But also I feel like that's probably why it's not it. But I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to go with Gettysburg. Well, you should have followed your instincts. It was actually Antietam. Uh, Gettysburg was the most costly battle in American history, but that was over the course of three days. Antietam was a single day, September 17th, 1862. Question four. The northernmost point in the continental 48 states is located where? A, Maine, B, Michigan, or C, Minnesota? I am going to go with Maine. No, it was actually Minnesota. It's called the Northwest Angle, um, and you actually have to drive through Manitoba or take a boat in order to get there. Um, the way that Maine sits, it's a little deceptive. It's actually further south than the 49th parallel, which is the, um, the border from the Northwest Angle west to, uh, to Washington. Mm, so, tricky. Yeah. And finally, question five. Which of the following was not a way in which a spinal tap drummer allegedly died? A, choking on vomit, but not his own vomit. B, spontaneous human combustion. Or C, charged by a moose. Charged by a moose. Correct. Yes. Allegedly, two of the drummers died by spontaneous human combustion, which I can't get over. It's so funny. Anyway, well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Graham at 40 points and Darby at 20 points. Pretty good start. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, Fish Creek Falls, the inspiration behind the original 1937 Coors beer can, is located in what Colorado resort town? And the answer to that is Steamboat Springs. When Coors Light was introduced, Melton Falls, which is near Marble, Colorado, replaced Fish Creek Falls. And on that note, I am currently in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, preparing for Opera Steamboat's production of The Marriage of Figaro, which is this Saturday, August 14th at 12 noon at the Steamboat Christian Center. So if you find yourself in western Colorado, we'd love to see you here in Steamboat Springs for that. I will be singing Figaro this weekend. So, not to be missed. And on the subject of The Marriage of Figaro, the opera by... Mozart. The play that the opera was based on was written by Pierre Beaumarchais, and it is the sequel to What Other Play, which is the basis for Rossini's 
best-known opera. So, have a think about that, send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? In round two, your questions will be open-ended, and you'll each get five on the same topic. Questions here are worth 20 points each, and if you go in wrong, your opponent can answer for half that many points, so 10. Alrighty, both of you are going to get questions about famous actors who were born on August 11th, which is the date, the date that this podcast is being released. So, Graham, your famous actor is Viola Davis, who was born oh, on August 11th, 1965. Are you okay. ready? Yes. Question one. Born in South Carolina, Davis grew up in Central Falls in what New England state where she developed a love for acting? Central Falls. I'm going to say Massachusetts. No. Darby? Um, I'm going to say Michigan. No, New England. New England state. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that part. Um, uh, Rhode Island. It was Rhode Island. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll let you have it since you didn't hear New England the first time. Um, she partially credits her love of stage acting uh, to her alma mater, Central Falls High School, and she attended Rhode Island College before attending Juilliard. Question two. Davis's second Tony Award win was for her role in Fences, but her first win was for what other August Wilson play in 2001? Hmm. Oh man, I want to say I'm totally blanking on the title of it. It's not Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, is it? No, it's not. Oh. Darby? I am totally blanking on all August Wilson plays other than Fences. So. All right. Well, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is an August Wilson play, um, and it's also in the Pittsburgh cycle. Um, but this play um, is King Hedley the Second. That's the that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. And uh, um, which is also in the Pittsburgh cycle, as is Seven Guitars, which was Davis's first Broadway credit a few years prior to that. Oh. Question three: Davis's first Academy Award nomination was for what 2008 film? set in a Roman Catholic elementary school where she played the mother of the school's first black student. Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. Is Cherry Jones in this? Um, I'm not sure about that. It has some, um, big, na it has some big names, though. Yeah. Is it, it's not Doubt, is it? It's Doubt, yes. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> um, Davis, Meryl Streep, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and a Amy Adams were all nominated for Academy Awards for the film. It's a good movie. Question four. From 2014 to 2020, Davis played Annalise Keating on what ABC drama series? It's one of two, and I'm going to kick myself because I feel like I'm going to get it wrong, and I think it's... I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to be so upset with myself because I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. Is it Scandal? No. Darby. I knew it. Is it How to Get Away with Murder? It is. And yeah. she won the Primetime Emmy for Best Actress in a Drama in 2015. Question five. Premiering August 6th of this year, Davis plays Amanda Waller, the director of Argus, in what film, a standalone sequel to a 2016 film? 
Yeah, man, the only one that can even hidden figures. No. no. Darby. I have uh I'm gonna just uh I have no idea. Okay. This is the Suicide Squad. And Suicide oh. Squad was the original film, which he was also in in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> uh Darby, your actor is Chris Hemsworth, who was born August eleventh, nineteen eighty three. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Okay. Question one. Hemsworth was born in what Australian city? The capital of Victoria. Perth. No. Graham. Is it Melbourne? That's correct. Yes. Um, he was brought up there and in the outback in Bullman, Northern Territory. Question two. He is perhaps best known for playing what superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um... Gosh, darn it. I can like see the billboard and the suit. Captain America? No. Uh, Graham? Thor. It's Thor. Yeah. There have been a bunch of Thor and adventure films. I've I've seen like one of them. It's not really anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question three. Hemsworth has two brothers, Liam, over six years his junior, and what older brother? who also appeared in Thor Ragnarok as the Thor actor. Davis. No. Graham. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to just throw out a guess. Um, Matthew. No. It was Luke Hemsworth. Luke. The forgotten Hemsworth. Yeah. Question four. Hemsworth's other roles include college student Kurt Vaughn in what 2012 horror comedy film? Uh, include what's the name of his character? Kurt Vaughn in what 2012 horror comedy film? Vaughn, 2012 horror comedy. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know why. I don't even know if this is the right time or if this would. Is it? This is the end or that one with the Seth Rogen? No. 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 Graham. Is it Cabin in the Woods? It is Cabin in the Woods. Is Cabin in the Woods a horror comedy? Yeah, I've never even seen it, but I heard it's funny. Yeah, I think I watched it like at a sleepover around that time. I don't really remember much of it other than Bradley Whitford is in it. And Richard Jenkins too, right? Maybe. I don't remember. Mm. It's been a little while. And finally, question five. Hemsworth also appeared in what 2015 comedy film starring Ed Helms and Christina Applegate, which is the sixth film in a franchise where the film where the films originally included the name National Lampoon. Um, American Wet Hot Summer. I don't know. No, Graham. It's Vacation, I think. Yeah, and it's the second film in the franchise not to have the National Lampoon uh, in the title. Alrighty, well that's the end of round two. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We now have Graham at one hundred and Darby at forty. Oh. <laughs> There's still plenty of time to come back. Alrighty. Now it is time for round three. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round three, as you may recall, is like round two, but the stakes are a little bit higher. Questions here are worth 30 points each, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half points, so 15. Alrighty. Graham, are you ready for your five questions? I'm ready. 
Okay, question one. What interstate highway has concurrencies with Florida State Route 10, U.S. Highway 301, and Maine State Route 15, among others? Hmm. I'm going to say I-95. That's correct. It also has uh, several concurrencies with US-1 over the course of its um, route, as well as numerous state routes along the way. Florida Route 10, um, the concurrency there is in Jacksonville, and the main 15 concurrency is in Bangor. Question two. Before each home game, Liverpool, Liverpool fans at Anfield sing what song? You'll Never Walk Alone. That's correct. And they sing the version by hometown group Jerry and the Pacemakers, though, of course, the song originates from the 1945 Rodgers and Hammerstein musical Carousel. Question three. Ty Cobb founded his namesake scholarship for Georgia students in part through his early investments in what company? This is a Coca-Cola? That's correct, yes. Um, his top salary um, while he was a player was less than $40,000 a year, um, but his investments made him wealthy. And as of April, the Ty Cobb Educational Foundation has awarded over $19 million in scholarships. Oh. And that's $40,000 in today's money? Um, that was his... I'm not... I'm admittedly Must not right. sure. Uh, uh, probably... I'm not sure about that. Hmm. I don't remember exactly where I got that number. <laughs> but we'll just uh, we'll just explain it as not as big as what the guys earn today. Yeah. There hmm? we go. Question four. What drummer of The Who had a reputation for smashing his drum kit on stage and destroying hotel rooms? I'm going to say Sid Vicious, but I know that's not right. No, he was in um, Sex Pistols. He was in Sex Pistols. Darby. Oh, I know this. <clears throat> um, but I also am having that like brain fart moment. But I I totally know this. It's um Mick Jagger. No. Uh <laughs> this is uh this is Keith Moon. Yeah. And he was known for a wide variety of self-destructive behavior and eventually died of a drug overdose at age thirty-two. And finally, question five. With three hundred and fifty-four career wins. Who was the winningest pitcher in MLB history to not be in the Hall of Fame? Satchel Page? No. Darby? Babe Ruth? No. Um, this is Roger Clemens. And oh, he was implicated yes. In, he was implicated in the Mitchell Report as being a steroid user, and he allegedly committed perjury for lying to Congress about his steroid use, though he was acquitted of perjury in 2012. But he is still not in the Hall of Fame. All righty. Darby, are you ready for your five questions? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway's final stretch to be completed was through Glenwood Canyon, which was opened in 1992 and completed the 2,151-mile-long highway? Route 66. No. <laughs> Graham? So this has got to go cross-country. I'm going to guess the, the I-10. No, this is I-70. Oh. Yeah, this in Glenwood Canyon is in western Colorado. Um, engineers designed a terraced roadway to allow the east and westbound lanes to be built close together through the canyon. Question two. In 2008, Brian Chesky, Nathan Blacharczyk, and Joe Gabia founded what lodging company, which primarily deals with homestays? Uh, Airbnb? Correct. 
They have over $10 billion in assets and over 5,000 employees as of 2020. Question 3. Rocky Mountain High, one of the two official state songs of Colorado, was released by what artist who uses a Colorado city, I should say, who used a Colorado city in his stage name? John Denver? Correct. And the other song is Where the Columbines Grow. Though, of course, nobody knows that because Rocky Mountain High is a fantastic song. My dad literally sent me a picture of Columbines blooming this morning. Oh. In his Colorado home. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. What actor who appeared as Cinderella's prince in Into the Woods gained worldwide recognition by playing James T. Kirk in the Star Trek, Star Trek franchise? Oh, it's like one of the only musicals I don't really like and know much about. Sorry. Wow. My heart. Um, I feel like I just lost the game. Um, Carter, please, um, please assess Darby a, a 50 point penalty. <laughs> James Kirk, Patrick Stewart. No. Graham. <laughs> I think it's Chris Pine. That's correct. Oh. And he has appeared now in three Star Trek films. And finally, question five. The Seneca Falls Convention, the first convention called for the sole purpose of discussing women's rights, was organized primarily by what suffragette? Um, I'm having another brain fart moment. Um, I'm like, have the name, I'm like thinking of the name on the headstone and I... It, I'm not going to get it. So let's just go with uh, Gloria Steinem. No. <laughs> Graham. God, I, I, I have the name too. And the only thing I can even think of is Eleanor Roosevelt. And I know that's not right. No. No, this is Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Oh, that's not what I was thinking anyway. Oh. So. Um, the convention was held in 1848. In 1851, she met Susan B. Anthony. And they formed, they formed a decades-long partnership in advocating for women's rights. And they were also heavily involved in the abolitionist movement before and during the Civil War. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Graham at 205 points and Darby at 100 points. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say, Graham, it's, it's all up to you to beat this high score. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I think this last round might make it tough. You can still win, Darby. If you, if you run the table here in the last round. All right. All righty, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round four is our showdown in which you'll each be given three questions worth 40 points. We'll ask you to write down your answers and review of them at about the same time. Okay. Graham, Darby, are you ready? Yes. Question one. The eldest son of what former U.S. president led the assault on Utah Beach on D-Day? Any guesses? I have Woodrow Wilson. Darby? I, I'll go with one of the Kennedys. No. This is Theodore Roosevelt. And his son, Theodore or Ted Roosevelt Jr., was a brigadier general in World War II and he died in France a month later of a heart attack. And his son um, was among the troops that landed at Omaha Beach on D-Day. Question two. In 1989, Voyager 2 
made the first definitive discovery of rings around what planet? I said Uranus. Darby. I'm saying, I'm saying Saturn. Is Neptune, actually. Yeah, they had there had been hints of, of rings um, sighted, but they had not been confirmed until Voyager 2 flew by the planet in 1989. And finally, question three. The 1973 film American Graffiti was directed by what filmmaker who later would create two blockbuster movie franchises? Okay, Graham, what is your answer? I got Ron Howard. Darby? Ron Howard. It's actually George Lucas. Damn it. And he was not. Ron Howard was in it, wasn't he? Um, I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We can check that real quick. Uh, Yes, he was in it. What? That was George Lucas? That was George Lucas. Yeah. And of course, he was Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And for American Graffiti, he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Director. Oh. All righty. Yeah. That's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you please give us the final score? It's been a while since anyone scored any points in round four. Uh, <laughs> the score is still Graham <laughs> with 205 and Darby with 100. Oh. Well, congratulations, Graham. You did not become the first person to lose their first two matches of Trivia Over T. So do you have anything that you would like to say? I would just like to say thank, thank God that I, <laughs> that I did not have that ignominious mantle to carry around. Yes, because it would have ruined my day. It would have ruined my day. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, <laughs> thank you both uh, for being on the show today, and uh, thank you, Carter Sankey, for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing the music. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, and feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you.